are we are we live. Are. Yes. Yay, we, we are, are live. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Mr. Gadget hey. guy himself in the flesh. <laughs> he made it live. We're doing it live, man. We're, We're doing, doing it live. It live. Oh, see, man. Gonna, I, I just realized like I'm sitting on the side of this uh this hotel room where there's like an Ethernet plug. So I'm trying what? on one of my other phones to see if I can get the Ethernet working, but it, I don't I don't know that that's that's it doesn't seem to be functional, so I, I, that that might have just been a wasted uh, thirty seconds there. You built up our hopes for no reason, man. I saw. I'm sad. No, uh, most of those uh, might may end up requiring you to do a web based uh, login. So even if it doesn't register, you have to just it gives you a dummy IP, and then you have to log into the website, and it. That's, see, that's a good you. point. Let me let me see if it, uh, you know I'll, I'll keep messing with it because I know yeah. um, right now I'm on the magic of a of a five megabit peak upload speed which means i'm probably sustaining like three at best well, uh, so i'm sure mind. i'm gonna get a little crunchy throughout it, this broadcast you're probably also sharing this with everybody on your floor uh so you, you gotta be <laughs> yeah so we, when we say five megabits up yeah it's it's five plus divided by how many you get um well but it, and it's definitely uh the, the fun of of where where we're traveling through um, I was like, well, hey, you know, worst case scenario, maybe I could just run this off of like T-Mobile. I see the little 5G icon. It's going to be fine. And yes, apparently yes, exactly. T-Mobile is sustaining about a 0.1 megabit connection right where we're at. So that's like, it's like way worse. It's <laughs> it's a, it, So it's a weird thing with T-Mobile's uh, service. I think they dis- they display 5G even when you're in 4G or if you're not in it. I think it's certain, uh, or it may just be network congestion. It could be just the, the availability of the network in the area that you're in. But still, point one, that is, that is pretty lame. Pretty like DSL? No, not even DSL. That's like, no. DSL can at least get you like 15. I was going to say, DSL will get you passive. No, actually, again, depending on if you have ADSL or, or you know, but... The fact is, we have you. The show is back. Everybody in this chat, uh, of course, is very happy. Everybody was hey. very excited. That, um, uh, Greg was asking earlier. He said, "Hey, are you guys going to be coming back?" And I'm like, "Yep, we're coming back tonight um, for one hour and one hour only." I was kidding. We're going uh, to try to keep it to an hour, uh, yeah. mostly uh, timing and, and so on. And um, glad to see you, man. Glad your voice is back. Good to see you uh, too, man. I, you know, the live stream on Monday is actually was pretty decent, man. I like that. Hey, I'm was, in there. Pretty yeah. good. It, it, the one plus didn't crash i was at, I, I gave him kudos you know, right there. I, I learned Still a lot cool. you know so i've been i've been like refining my mobile production rig since uh since doing ces with uh an lg v30 um that, and yes, uh, i remember yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we walked it, around. like every every year i try like another experiment this road trip was supposed to be a bigger deal than what it turned out to be so the road trip was definitely a failure part of the failure was biological um, ah, well, yeah. <laughs> my voice totally crapping out at me, but the other part of the failure was trying to produce high quality content and then being saddled with some of the worst, uh, upload connectivity. I mean, we're, we're road tripping through the Southwest, uh, Arizona and New Mexico, mm-hmm. and it, it's exceedingly rare that we've been able to find pockets of fast upload speeds. Like at my parents' place, they, they have, they can get 400 megabit downloads Comcast does not disclose what the upload speeds are. And near as we can tell, the only thing they offer in their neighborhood is five up. Wow. You can get you can get up to 800 down. We'll and then we'll they just the don't ever tell you what the upload is. 
Yeah, but you know, sending things through our system, no, my friend, that's that's through throttle right. speed. You don't um, get to participate, but you can consume all you want. Uh, which which is typical to most service providers, but five megabits is is ridiculously. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's is it's it's bad by the standards that you know they're giving you such a high download to make it sound like they're yeah. giving you the best service. But in reality, oh, for sure. if you're trying to stream, you're trying to do uh, gaming or anything that requires you to upload, like I see you know what you were doing, uploading and con- you know yeah. connecting to the restream. Um, not, I mean, so I'll say this, it was pretty decent, at least the way it was on Monday. It didn't seem like it was having too many hiccups. It was a few freeze frames every once in a while, but the audio was consistent. I think that's what was best. It, it, it did. It did better than I was expecting. So that one was on 5g, that one, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I was, on I was T-Mobile. getting, I was getting peak around 10 and then it would, it would crater bad. So, I mean, again, there were definitely a number of like little dropouts and little stutters and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yep. but, but yeah, that, that, that one was over 5g because Comcast couldn't hang for 720p video upstream. It was ridiculous. It, it is weird that in 2021, um, in the U S uh, we still have internet in internet. current year, in current year. It's like crazy, <laughs> um, <clears throat> crazy that, uh, I mean, so the, the thing I always loved about when we were, when we got a chance to go to Europe is that I would buy a SIM card from the UK and that SIM card gets me. 4G LTE across Europe. Like I'd go to Barcelona, I'll go to Germany. That same yeah. SIM card is working and it's the same bucket of, uh, of data points. So it, to me, I just feel like it's weird that, you know, we all say like 5G and LTE and all that, but then you, you get out of LA, you get out of the metropolitan major area where the high density, obviously they're focusing 90% of their work to give you the data. And, you know, T-Mobile 5G is... Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a problem because we yeah. do as a country, we, it spans quite a bit. And there is a lot of areas where if you want to do cross country, let's say you want to go to New Mexico. I mean, Arizona is <laughs> not far from us here in LA. Uh, I mean, it's about six hours or so. Um, and it shouldn't be that bad. And I'm sure if I were in like the middle of Phoenix, it would be different, but you know, we're, well, we're off I-40. Exactly. We're, yeah. we're, exactly. And, and um, again, down, if, if we were downtown Albuquerque, but my parents don't live, that my parents live like pretty close to the county line, Bernalillo County line. And um, it shouldn't, it's not rural, mm-hmm. but they can get 800 meg downloads. Um, but uh, it's far enough out that apparently there's just no infrastructure to support uploading. It, it, it's, it's kind of curious, you know, as, as we were traveling through, that definitely seemed to be the thing that was holding me back more than anything else. And it's a bummer because I had packed a bunch of extra gear to try and do little reviews on, but I was struggling to get 1080p videos up, let alone the, like the 4k Patreon videos. I, I, I yeah, I, I remember so, you mentioning that on Monday that in the mean, uh, during the, during this trip, I guess you would just focus on the 1080 for, uh, versions and yeah. not, not because you're right that that would just literally end up being you sitting there for hours, uh, try to uploading it at a slow speed, but um, yeah, I, bor- I borked, I did get one 4k video up and it failed three okay. times. It took, uh, I mean, from the time I started trying to upload it to when it was finally finished up on YouTube, not processed, mm-hmm. but just up on, on, on Google servers was almost 30 hours. Wow, man. It was, it was a very long time. <laughs> I... <laughs> and so, so and to, like... to David's point, because Comcast has uh, data caps, um, because it failed so many times, I think I ate. Like 40 or 50 gig of my oh, parents, parents data cap because YouTube also can't properly resume and upload if it borks hard. So, so it would just keep were you uploading it on the PC or are you uploading it on the mobile? 
I, I mean, I eventually gave up and uploaded it on my parents' laptop, but I really did try to complete the entire thing only on mobile. Um, so and it, I couldn't get the 4K video. I, I haven't tried in the past. Actually, I haven't tried a mobile upload for some time, but I, re, I thought I remembered that YouTube mobile does resume. Like if you lose. See, here's internet. the problem. If you, if you use YouTube as the mobile app, your yeah. video goes through another layer of compression. Yes, it has to compress first. They squeeze then... the video first, even on 1080p. So the yeah. video I put up actually looks like garbage compared to what the real 1080p video looks like. Okay. And I was trying to get the 4K up, so I went through the browser. And that that just wasn't having it. So the only way that you can kind of get around it is if you go into browser, you go to studio.youtube, you go into desktop mode. So it looks more like a, not a mobile browser. And then you upload from there. That's, that's the dance you got to do. Um, and I've been doing that dance since pocket now, uh, trying to get stuff like uploaded and uh, especially like the new egg vlogs that I was producing back in the day. Um, the tech is working phenomenally well though. I got to mm-hmm. say, like, um, I, I shot a video on the V50. I shot two videos on the V60, and I did a live stream from the OnePlus 9 Pro. Oh, right. Yeah, And so everything succeeded. Um, I can't count on the OnePlus 9 Pro to do long talking videos mm-hmm. from the rear cameras because I have no idea when the phone thermal throttles and I lose part of the clip. If you're just running um, yeah, no. your you're A roll back to back to back to back, the V60 is the obvious choice. Um, the V60 came in like a champ. Um, I had no dropped videos, no dropped frames, 4K 60 frame per second video. Um, I, I got saw, around I the, the weird audio. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, I saw it for three ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's steel I, if you if you say if i, find I mean I'm, I'm serious you like you, there's every uh, expectation that lg software support is probably already petering out on their mm-hmm. phones oh, yeah I'm pretty but sure. this is kind of like where we were with the razor phone the hardware is so good um and it's in not- its current form it, they finally fixed the fingerprint scanner bug the cpu mm-hmm. um you know it's funny like samsung oneplus xiaomi they're all throttling their current phones uh, LG had a bug that would peg your CPU at 100%. So yes. no matter what you were doing, your, you were your CPU up. was just maxed out. <laughs> like, why not? You got a Ferrari? Sure. Drive, drive it like a Ferrari. You, 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 you get all the power you pay for. Um, I noticed that a few people were on the, in the T-Mobile or on T-Mobile service and so on. And, and I think, I just want to be clear, we were not necessarily harping on T-Mobile per se directly. Obviously, in the area that, that Juan is in, it just yeah. doesn't have good coverage. It just happens to have, I mean, it, there are and, very big stretches of areas. that. And this is to, absolutely yeah. true of every carrier. No, yeah, no one carrier has perfect coverage across everywhere. Absolutely. And, and there are always dropouts in pockets. And where I live, T-Mobile is is significantly preferable to any other. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, because I think you the, the new lab has better signal. I was going to say that yeah, much. Yeah, much yeah. better signal. <laughs> much better signal. Um, so with that being part of what we wanted to talk about today, uh, the, the, this, uh, during this podcast at least, is the your your mobile studio, your, your workhorse, your yeah. road work kind of things. Um, so connectivity obviously is a big issue, but... Any issues, any problems, any concerns with editing video? I mean, I saw this, uh, the clip that you, uh, not the clip, the image you posted out of your timeline um, uh, for, for the video for the, uh, NX, the NXT vision, uh, the glasses yeah. that you put out. So that actually looked pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. So you're using a dual case with a pen and is, is that your, your setup for mobile editing? 
So uh, the um, the the next vi- uh, the next where, um, yeah, that yeah, that video. Um, I did shoot a couple a couple little B roll snippets on the One Plus mm-hmm. Nine, um, but the main uh, A roll was shot on the V sixty. Um, now I, I've had to kind of break one of my rules where I, I'm using the Rode Wireless Go uh, yeah. as my production mics, and I still can't get around the headphone jack. Uh, noise reduction on the V60 mm-hmm. is still awful. So um, I'm, I'm, I actually shot the, that video using PowerDirector. No, I shot the video using Filmic uh, mm-hmm. so I could use the USB input um, from the well, Just the to road. get the audio. So just to get the audio. You, you, wouldn't want to, you wouldn't have wanted just to record the audio on the road and then just... Um, See, here's the, the problem. Then. Power Director currently doesn't have a very a good enough interface to sync audio. You can only edit clips down to I think a tenth of a second, mm-hmm. um, so you can't even really do sort of proper frame markings. So you've got to bake the audio into the video file. Makes and sense. No, no. I can't I can't do that. I mean, it would have been way better. But here's the other problem with mobile is there's no way to get the audio off of the road without a PC. Oh crap! Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Even though you may have the audio, you can't get to I it. I can't get to it. Yeah. Without having, a, yeah, you're right. There's no mobile app. There's no way to sync it. Um, so I mean, I thought worst case, like I maybe could have. Again, I could have used my mom's old beat up MacBook. I probably could have no. ganked it that way. But there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. to sync it, and that's one of the that's one of the things we're we're majorly missing on mobile editing is uh, audio sync. I want yeah. a plugin like Resolve has where you can. Mm-hmm. You can you can swap out. It'll sync up the audio for you. We we desperately need that. I um, learned that with when these the, video you, editing apps, you can sync up clips before you even bring them into your timeline. Oh yeah, highlighting two clips in the in the bin in your media bin and syncing them. I was like, what? It's the real hell? nice. Like that is it's a real feature. nice. Yeah, I'm uh, for 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 everybody's reference. I'm uh, I'm based based on a very heavy recommendation from Juan. Um, I am, uh, I, I did my first video today, officially like shot the video, produced it, edited, pr- and then rendered it and uploaded it straight from uh, DaVinci uh, Studio 17. So um, very pleased, uh, although not as fast as my normal editing, editing process. You'll get there. The, yeah, no, uh, I, I, the, it, it's just crazy that I can, I can render. It's not just the rendering, but just the editing, the, the style. There are some actual nice shortcuts in DaVinci that I think uh, even Premiere can learn a few tricks from. Oh, totally. Um, but um, so yeah, short, been working that. So I'm, I'm glad, but we don't have any mobile options. Um, and for some reason, um, actually uh, Adobe Rush, for some reason lately has been giving me uh, issues with some devices where it says it's incompatible. So they're, yeah. they're losing some compatibility or I don't know if it's certification or something for some mobile devices. So it depends it, for mobile solution right now. I think, um, you know, power director is pretty much, I think I feel like the best uh, solution that we get. It's kind of the best all around. Um, so I still feel like some of your, some of your editing can be a little bit faster. Some of your key framing mm-hmm. and your audio can be faster in Kinemaster. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the render speed, the render engine is still faster in KineMaster, unless you're using an LG. I don't know what LG did for their to their software optimization, but mm-hmm. like a V60 editing in PowerDirector just screams. Like it's 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 faster than any other Snapdragon 888 phone you can get. Um, way to go and, for whitelisting. Way to go for whitelisting a device. Let's just say. <laughs> but I mean, like even on a 765, the LG Wing mm-hmm. is 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 neck and neck 
with a Galaxy S21 with the enhanced mode disabled. So I, I actually <laughs> had to turn off my uh, my enhanced mode today or the last couple of days after the last update from Samsung. So thank you, Samsung. Woot. Yeah, so, no, um, battery, battery so power director anymore now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and, and again, I, I'm a little concerned that we're going to see that with the OnePlus 9, with all the press that OnePlus got about CPU throttling. If they kick that stuff back on, I, I just want control over it. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, power yeah. director, uh, it, the, the workflow has gotten better. It's gotten smoother. The interface is more responsive. Their last update fixed one of the gremlins that I had with video rendering where it would drop a lot of frames if you were doing um so i do a trick in power director the main timeline is 4k if you do anything in a layer it has to convert it to 1080p and that really sucks because you're sitting there and you're waiting for your 4k b-roll clip to get transcoded into 1080p and then it kind of reduces the quality it doesn't really work as a proxy Mm -hmm. i wish it would just work as a proxy um, so your render actually kind of goes a little low res whenever you do B-roll that way. Mm-hmm. Power Director had a problem where I would insert um, clips into my main timeline for my B-roll and then drop my audio under that clip. So even though I'm not on video, I can move the audio of me talking into that secondary position in a separate mm-hmm. track. Yep. Um, it, it, the last generation of Power Director, every time I would make one of those transitions, it would you would see these frames like stutter in, and it made a lot of those videos so much more difficult to finish off because I'd render it, drop frames. I'd render it, drop frames in a different place. I'd render it. This one was okay. Okay, we can upload it. All of that's been cleaned out. All of it's been scrubbed. And then um, the most recent uh, audio patch also mm-hmm. included much better tools for noise reduction. Oh, so good, good. I was capturing audio from a body mic. Mm-hmm. It was pretty close to me, but there was still some environmental noise and I was able to walk back just a little. And it was pretty, I thought it was a pretty good balance. Like you can still hear like the birds chirping and there's like some, some desert wind and stuff like that. But it's, it was pulling up my voice a little bit higher. Power Director has has really cleaned up. I, there are still a few things from LumaFusion that I'd like to see, but as the general all rounder package, if you can go with a slightly slower render, you get much better tools for audio. You get much better tools for image stabilization. I, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my B roll was just handheld. So even yeah, with camera stabilization, I'd run just a little on the video stabilization plugin, and it got me pretty close on a lot of my shots to looking just tripod setups. So it it was, um, I mean, the tech totally played out. Um, The OnePlus 9 did surprisingly well for the live stream. So I was going to give it a shot. Even with the front-facing camera. Yeah, using the selfie camera, and I'm using it again now here too. This is the OnePlus 9 that I'm I'm streaming on this on. I was really expecting an hour into my Monday morning show that I'd get a thermal, like a thermal warning or something. And it... It hung in there for the entire show. It was on uh, 5G. It was using the selfie camera. The screen was super bright, so I could see what was on the screen, and I could see the chat. And I didn't get any warnings there. So uh, whenever we thermal throttle on a OnePlus 9, the rear cameras seem to run the phone a lot harder. <laughs> for some reason, it did great. Yeah, well, I think it's because you have to remember the front camera max is 1080, right? We're not even pushing 4K, so at the maximum sure. resolution it's able to shoot. But I also mean having having the significantly larger camera sensor is probably also driving whatever sort of DSP or ISP hardware completely different fashion. You've got no, no, pixel I, binning. 
you've got a completely different signal processing chain going through the SOC. I mean, everything about the phone just has to go up another tier. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm I'm glad. I mean, like I said, the the performance was so nice that it's it's nice. It's a good solution for on the go in the, in a, in a clutch. You need to get you need to get something done. You can definitely run it and not have to worry mm-hmm. about it. Your audio interfaces were running pretty good with the Bluetooth headset and everything like. That. I mean, so the some of the challenges that we had when we were trying to put together the um, Xperia Pro video, remember back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of those were were occurring. So those are things that I felt like were definitely good yeah. improvements. Um, so uh, I, I'm noticing uh, Jeff was very happy that they fixed some of that stuff there. Jeff Alhefe reviews is in the chat with us. Aditya is with us as well, uh, k- kicking it up, and uh, of course <laughs> with the hashtagging <laughs> hashtag, definitely. Uh, 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 yeah, that one right there. Uh, some some guy, some sponsored black magic <laughs> design guy. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it's 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 one of those weird. Um, the conversation that came about black, I mean, with uh, DaVinci Resolve for, for many years, I've had, you know, people recommending me to try it. But, you know, again, Premiere has been, you know, with, with all of the quirks that Premiere had was working for me. I was, I, I still got the mm-hmm. benefit. Um, but this recent update or uh, performance hit that just seems to be non, not on their radar for some reason um, is something that has just bothered me enough that, you know, when I did try it and I saw like, oh my God, what the heck have I been doing? I was like, okay, I get it. I, I see, I, I, I understand in, in Juan we trust, ordered, ordered my copy and we got it installed. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that it is working, not only working out for you, like you're, you're starting to get the hang of it, but that it is utilizing your GPU well. Cause like how awful would it be if Resolve was tanking GPUs? What was that Amazon studios? Is it new world or something like that? It's burning 3090s. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. There was there was yeah, there's a, a game. There's a game yeah, beta yeah, yeah. out right now that apparently <laughs> they've just got like an uncapped frame rate, and oh, the graphics card won't recognize when it needs to throttle back. So the combination of the two is just destroying three thousand dollar GPU. <laughs> so yeah, and and the 3080 Ti is, is a is a hair short of a 3090. With it's just it's smaller and it doesn't have the same thermal, so it would be even worse. Yep. Uh, worse worse situation. Uh, but DaVinci definitely r- drives it the, the way it should be, uh, rendering, just even scrubbing through the timeline, full full replay, uh, even with when I'm doing uh, editing and cutting. Um, it's just, like I said, it's more about understanding, remembering the, the, the shortcuts are a little bit different. So you're... Mm-hmm. I've been using Premiere for years, so my mind is literally like it's it's a program. Like my hand doesn't know what it's doing, and I find myself doing things, and I'm like, oh, undo. <laughs> do, do this now. Um so that was the video I did this morning with uh, the Panasonic uh, G2, the, the Toughbook G2, the update to nice. I want to say update the last year's. Uh, the last time we we looked at was a different Toughbook, was an Android one that I think you and I looked at, mm-hmm. and then this one is uh, Windows. But it's it, they um, they included everything that you needed, which I was really happy. They they gave me so many accessories, um, and I connected it to my uh, to my gaming monitor, so it connected like one forty four. Uh, sorry, uh, ten yeah. QHD 144 hertz monitor supported right out of the dock. Um, nice, whole, whole bunch of things in uh, very very nice. I mean, Panasonic just as you know, they 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 rock it. So uh, that was my thing, and I figured, why not? Let's edit that. I was video. hoping to spend a little time with it. It would have been rad to get that for some of. I mean, some of our family is like rural, rural mm-hmm. New Mexico, and we we spent a couple of days out there, and uh, it would have been great to shoot B roll like way out in in high desert high mountain <laughs> desert um <laughs> with this you know rugged pc and like trying to use it out there would have been really fun would have been yeah i i'm 
but you know, you're going to just have to take another trip once, uh, once you're able to get your hands on one, get on, right? on got to take this show on the road. Absolutely. Dude, you know what? We need to do some, um, I mean, even if we don't do it like an official, like show show kind of thing, um, you know, but for sure, maybe, you know, we will do a live stream one day at like at the park, maybe we could do it at the, we the got to. Park yeah. So oh, for sure. The, uh, let's just say this, what you went through, although successes and issues and concerns and kind of going on it's a great learning lesson for us at least here when we decide to do kind of like if we want to do one of those things so um that I, is I gotta nice. say i mean again ultimately like what worked tremendously well mm-hmm. worked tremendously well i mean like the the phones didn't let me down and anything 855 snapdragon 855 on up mm-hmm. um the, the the stickiest one was the 888 powered phone my my one plus nine pro um, yeah. If you're on, if you're on a, a Galaxy S10, a, a mm-hmm. G8, a V50, you actually have this monster, powerful production device that is is almost completely untapped. Um, the yeah. amount of CPU and compute power that we're paying for on these new devices is not being challenged unless you go out of your way to try and challenge it. And um, so I, I didn't get as much done as I wanted to because of other issues um my, like i said my laryngitis and then also my upload capacity but in one week i got two videos out from my channel a live mm-hmm. stream and i also cut a video for um uh, reviews.org oh all nice. on the road and so i i managed to keep up with a pretty decent not not my heaviest but a, a reasonable production week mm-hmm. um and and keeping one of my clients fed with a video that i didn't think i was going to be able to get done all mobile, literally nice. all mobile. I, I did not have a laptop to, to fall back on. I was, I was, you know, trapeze without a net. It was, it was great. And so it, you know, again, it, it further encouraged, like, if you want to take a podcast on the go, legit, figure out your mics and then don't, don't pack all this extra gear. You genuinely don't need it. You, you want to take a live stream out on the go figure out your data. <laughs> oh, I was going to say yeah, failed that, on that side. And, 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 and coverage where you are, uh, especially <laughs> right. if you're in, if you're not in a metropolitan, I think most metropolitan areas would be most uh, mo- definitely covered at least. Cause that's typically oh, the most yeah. dense. Uh, but if you are going to be out or um, I would recommend you go into a Starbucks, <laughs> it's like somewhere where there's uh, some type of connection that uh, is a little bit more than. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and genuinely, I, I think the only thing holding people back, um, from from maybe even superseding what I did. I mean, taking mm-hmm. it to another level still is just familiarity. Um, yeah, you're, if you're familiar up. with editing on a laptop or editing on a desktop, it's going to feel really foreign. Um, yeah. But you know, like I, I was even kind of mixing it up a little with uh, with Ian from mm-hmm. Anantech during my live stream because he was like, "Well, you're not really saving time because you're faster this and you're faster that." And you're like, "No, because I actually know how to use PowerDirector, so I know what I'm doing." I'm editing directly from the camera. I mean, as soon as I finish a clip, I'm dropping it into a timeline. Well, but you only need to transfer your footage. Are you moving your footage around? You don't understand. It's I don't move any footage. The footage is on the thing. I shot the footage from the device that's going to edit it. It's there's zero time. <laughs> as soon that. as you hit, as soon as you stop recording, that clip is available for you to import directly into. It it is an amazing time saver to be able to do that type of because it 90% of the problem whenever we're shoot whenever we're editing the video um, if we realize we miss something it's the having to go back to reset up turn on the setup turn everything back mm-hmm. on, especially if you already shut down and collapse things yeah. around 
uh, and having to reshoot that clip. So those are like 90% of my oops, I forgot. Or or if you did the same thing I did when I was doing that microphone, uh, the the vocal lark um, right. microphone uh, thing, I shot the whole video calling the noise and reduction noise cancellation. I didn't realize I said the word noise cancellation the whole video till I was done editing the video. And then I looked and I was like, okay. Uh, oh, no. and I, looked, I was looking at the box. I'm like, it says noise reduction. I'm like, where did I get noise cancellation? So I, I seriously, I shot the whole video. Um, it does a decent job on reducing the, uh, the ambient noise around it. So I assumed it was just a light, a very, it wasn't a very effective uh, noise cancellation, but it was definitely better at, than not having it on. Yeah. And then I seriously had to reshoot every single clip because I made that big of a mistake that I can't, I cannot undo that. So yeah. that video on Tuesday came out really late because of that. I ended, it was a, a day of just debacle. Or <laughs> it, it was like last. It was I think it was like Friday last week. It was just a messed up day. So, oh, and having, and for David and Aditya in the chat, it, oh, yeah. it, like my entire relationship with Doctor Ian um, is kind of built on a healthy drunken debate history. Like literally, the first conversation we got into, I was like four drinks into an evening late at night at a Huawei event. And I was probably the sloppiest I've ever been. And I was trying to tell him about 4K displays on phones and you should just do 4K. Um, and so like literally our entire relationship is is us being playfully contentious with each other. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Absolutely. Michael, uh, Michael Peppertech is in there as well, uh, as, you, as you just mentioned, David. Um, and of course, uh, we have a whole bunch of people hanging out with us. But I realized that you also you mentioned earlier when we were talking about when we were setting up the show, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Steam Deck. Uh, yeah. the, that, that came out about a couple of weeks ago. No, not last week, right? The, uh, yeah. The, uh, the official thing. The pre-order. I mean, the like pre-order. it was announced it completely blindsided me. But, but not, not just like I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk to you about so, it. I guess yeah. I was very curious, like, you know, we, we all had kind of our reactions. It was a really fresh kind of like, you know, it, and, and it, it was kind of a those. surprise to me that it, that it was not only being announced, but that pre-orders were going to be so close to the announcement. I was just curious, like, you, 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 you play a little bit more console I, I, gaming I, than I do. What, what are your thoughts on this? This, this hardware looks like it's a, a perfect kind of um, a Venn a, diagram overlap of what you like about gaming hardware. So I was a little bit skeptic. I'll I'll say this. Initially, I was very excited with the form factor and what they're offering. The the part that kind of got me a little bit concerned is at its base model, sixty four yeah. gigs is the entry level, right? So that's what not, not, like, not acceptable. And to me, I felt like that was like in what universe does that? I mean, I, I have a, I have quite agree. a few games on my Steam library, and I, and this this sounds like maybe some of my games won't even. There are a few that will not install. Like if I want sure. to, I would not even. Like I don't think Flight Simulator would work on this, and that is. Well, just I mean, are 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 you are you playing through any COD right now? COD on sixty four gigs. I <laughs> that is one update, man. Oh no, uh, Call of Duty. Every every time I log in, man, uh, it's like crazy. the update to the menu system. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then so I'll, I'll say this. Look, uh, I, I think the approach is definitely very. Um, I, I like the design. The design definitely looks mm-hmm. very crisp, very clean. Agreed. I like that cross, uh, the controls, the triggers at the bottom. I mean, you're we we looking at it right there. There's a little bit more on the triggers on, uh, that you get on the on the display. Let me just make it a little bigger. Um, the display is very, very good quality. Uh, you're getting joystick controls on both the, you know, the uh, your buttons on the right, touchpad. 
I think primarily what I'm seeing, and, and I don't know if you can see this, but uh, the uh, now the expected availability is Q2 of 2022. So you could definitely see yeah. there's a big demand. Um, the first two were made available. Um, and then I think if I'm not mistaken, oh no, they did make it available. So now everything is Q2. <laughs> um, but the, the surprise that I saw, not just because of the fact that it was um, a smaller amount of storage, a 64, but it was also EMMC, which I was kind of surprised yeah. that it wouldn't have been just NVMe across the board. Not that it, I didn't think it would be that much more to, to go over. I don't think they're making these at, at, at a, for a profit. I, I really don't think this is the hardware that they're, they're just basically I, making. No, I, I, I was talking about this a little on my Monday morning show, but I completely agree with what you just said. I kind of feel like this is Steam's play to start off with a reference model mm -hmm. for what portable PC gaming like this with a Steam library could resemble. Which and is, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be shocked if in 2022, we don't see an onslaught of copycats uh, yeah. oh absolutely and, and they're they're already so so in theory if you think about it i mean if you have geforce now you could technically run this on um like a tablet in a, to a certain extent and still for sure as long as the internet connection is strong this is obviously doing a lot more <laughs> because you're using the internal storage you're running the game on the hardware you're not necessarily you're not cloud cloud running it um yeah but so with that being said, with the fact that the middle uh, the entry level, I felt like, so for me, it, let's just say this, if I was to reserve one, I would definitely go for the 256. Mandatory, uh, mandatory. You start with the 256. Yeah, if you're really taking this seriously. If, and if you, if you have any kind of library on steam, if you've never bought a game on steam, you're getting in fresh. Maybe, I mean, like if you wanted a really expensive portable way to play overcooked and dead cells and you uh, didn't want to play dead cells from your phone or, or, or rocket, then league. that's if the you only thing. play rocket league at, 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 a, <laughs> right. at, at, at its best resolution. Um, <laughs> it's just that this, like I said, this is my thing. It's like in, in the design stages as team was putting it together and they're like, okay, we're going to put things. What are the options that we're going to offer? I feel like it's an easy, I feel like it's pretty much, they're trying to get everybody to go for the mid tier. Although oh, yeah. I feel like the entry level, and I know some people were mentioning, um, I think Trisha mentioned it on her, um, on her live stream um, mm -hmm. that, you know, that you could potentially use external storage. Keep in mind the external or the expandable storage is SD. SD can never be as fast as internal. So it's a very, it's a very catch kind of like if you, yeah, you may have the storage, uh, but you won't necessarily have uh, the loading speeds. I mean, if you thought EMMC yeah. was a concern, SD is even worse. Um, so I, I'll be I'll be very surprised if we don't get six months into this and someone doesn't figure out a way to crack one of these open oh, and swap man. out the SSD. I'll, I'll this, be this begs very be, surprised. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I unless so here's the thing: unless they decide to go with soldered on storage. If they do that, like a mobile device, like a smartphone, when they solder on yeah. the memory, that would be my only. My this this would be like, oh my god, you should, because this is this begs to be modular. This this begs to be modded. Like, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Like the uh, the the Toughbook G two that I had today, uh, the, the the video that we put out, dude, you could pop over, t take the five twelve uh, internal SSD, the NVMe drive, and put in a one terabyte in like two seconds. There's no reason they couldn't have done it modular. Did you gank it and then send it back to Panasonic? Like, I don't know what happened. Well, it just saying, didn't have an SSD it, in there. It it did. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I was actually, like I said, very, very surprised with the amount of accessories. Because the other ones that we've had in the past, they typically will send us just the unit itself. Uh, yeah. This time, I, I my contact, I said, hey, by the way, do you have any accessories that maybe you can send? I would love to check them out. And I think they just basically say he wants accessories, say like bucket. <laughs> it's like I got everything. Uh, That's very. Right. It, it is very fun, but 
so yes, um, I, I, I considered, I logged in, I almost clicked reserve to put my, I think it was at 50 bucks down or something like that. To, it was to fine. My room. I, so here's, here's where I got frustrated is my steam account. I set up like basically when steam started okay. and I, I really do. I, I, I am very happy to see that steam tried mm-hmm. to prevent scalpers from ganking these. Um, but when their servers were melting, like right I, when the pre-orders went live, I, it I couldn't was get in line. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got in line the day after, um, which means I probably won't get mine in the first batch in 2021, but I did put in my $5. Oh, um, $5. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah, the $5 I thought pre-order it, yeah, I thought for, it was, the, yeah. for the top of the line one. Yeah. So, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's a great, it's a great, um, it, I I like the functions that they're doing. I like the fact that you can dock it and you can ba- you can basically play games as if you're playing them on a PC. Mm-hmm. There's all of, there's a whole bunch of there. Obviously, there's a, a slew of accessories which I really hope that they build up that ecosystem. Yeah. Anything that gets released, anything that makes it into the market needs people need to understand that you can't sell your device on its own and leave, and expect it to survive or thrive on its own. You need an ecosystem around it. And uh, Valve, I mean, sorry. So Steam for me is um, by far. I feel like one of the more successful uh, uh, app stores online to be able to purchase games and, and install them because they're so they work across multiple systems on Linux, on Windows, mm-hmm. on, you know. So to me, those are things that work perfect, and especially on little Windows PCs like the oh yeah the Azul Tech PCs that we got. It's so much easier to run things, and um, I love using the NVIDIA GeForce uh, where I'm able to run games on a mobile device, but I'm having the CPU and GPU power being processed on my desktop. So there's a For whole sure. bunch of options. This excites me. I like the fact that you know AMD is involved as well. So we're looking at definitely a very cutting edge type of tech in here. Um, so well, and and not just cutting edge hardware. I mean, what David, uh, what Dave Burns was was talking about was also oh. this being yeah. like the 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 um, sort of the the, the proof of, of of consumer concept for yep. uh, of streamlined Linux distro and Proton, and very little operating system overhead really maximizing the guts of this in, in, a, in the same way that we expect from consoles, mm-hmm. you know, just not having to run a full computer to experience your, your gaming. Um, yeah, no weather and, app and, running in the background, trying to update itself or doing calendar and all of that extra stuff. For which, no reason. which again, I mean, like, I, I think my, my, my most consistent eternal library of games right now is on steam. I'm still cranky that I have PS3 games that I can't play unless I plug in a PS3. Um, just I, I've got games from when I originally started my Steam account that I can still install and play on some mm-hmm. on my PCs. So, so that just gives it that one step more legitimacy than some of the other concepts we've seen. Because we've seen a bunch of these little mini Windows PCs that have game controllers, right? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is not the uh, – sorry, I take that back. Uh, this is first of its kind in this format that is compatible with Steam. But I'm saying we've seen other uh, mini PCs in that same exact format. It's not uh, – what I feel like is Steam – maybe uh, improved it heavily to be more uh, specific that it's not just running windows. It's not just going to be on top of an existing windows system. That's already been hacked to work on small. Yes. That that is exactly what I'm anxious to see is that this, I think actually moves the concept forward, not, not through hardware. And, and again, it's, it's, it's through an established ecosystem where we Mm -hmm. already have our game libraries and 
really trying to maximize the performance of this kind of hardware. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm I'm ridiculously anxiously excited. I I, I hope I'm not too far back in the queue. Um, I, I'm pretty for, sure for you're ahead of anybody looking to, to to try to sign up now, which is again Q2 of 2022 could potentially yeah. be somewhere in the middle of summer of next year. I was just mad because like I was there, like the know, second no, the I, pre-order went live, I hit refresh, I had my stuff ready to go, and then it was like, nope, your account's too new, and I was like, that cannot be true. It it's one of those um, <laughs> my account cannot if and, be if true. And when, if and when things can go wrong, that 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 exactly this is what happens. Uh, it's it's one of those things you have to kind of uh, you know just go with. But um, what I do note at least uh, the it doesn't mention anything as if the actual dock comes with it or does it? Oh, does it, I don't think it does. Yeah, no, the I dock is going to be separate. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a separate purchase. Uh, um, I, I, I also wanted to. I saw a few people like Gabaletta was making that joke for me. But one of the other reasons why I wanted to go to the highest end model was to get the fancy glass. Oh, I, went I, the, I went the, the fancy glass on the screen. <laughs> the, the, that's that's usually how you want to do it, man. You you want to get it done. Um, I was like, I wasn't even as concerned about the extra storage as when the fancy glass. <laughs> see, that, that's where you go there. But I mean, it's so you think about it for from from sixty four to two fifty six, it's a massive jump. It's about one hundred and thirty mm-hmm. bucks, and then from two from two fifty six to five twelve is it's basically another hundred and twenty. Like it's actually yeah, it it is it is not priced to what. Those components would that's, cost. Like, like I said, that's why when I look at them, I, I, all I see is um, this is purely to get the market started. This is purely to, to prove that this could be working, that this will work, and uh, to get the support. And I think it, this this begging us for basically next year's Steam 2 or Steam Deck 2, whatever they end up calling it. We'll, we'll end up seeing how that goes. But um, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for you to get yours because once you get it, I'll be able oh, to yeah. come over and we're, play we're, with it. We're, like, we'll, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to... Tear into this thing. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, I, I genuinely want to get this for me. Yeah. I, I, I skipped out on Switch. I kept putting off buying a Switch, uh, and honestly, Switch, Switch yeah, OLED and, didn't man. do it for me. I was hoping for that rumored Switch Pro, and this is yeah. feeling. This, this feels is like actually a, this feeling like a pro. Yeah. Yes, this and, feels and, and more it feels like a, like a safer tool. purchase because Steam has already proven to keep my game purchases generationally consistent. Yep. Um, whereas every other console, yeah, most of the time you've got some kind of backwards compatibility, but Nintendo's thing is like making me rebuy the games that I've been rebuying since I had an original Nintendo. And I'm it's, getting it's, a little tired of that. Uh, the the whole bait, and it's not a bait and switch, but essentially it's like every time they upgrade the system, they change the cartridges. Get it? And, uh, bait and switch? <laughs> <laughs> PK cracking jokes and Juan is serving I love it. back. I love it. I love it. All Thursday evenings. Um, I, I'm like I said, I'm excited. Uh, I see uh, Andrew Wallace is in the chat as well. Uh, fellas, are interested in seeing how the experience is going to be steamed by compared to uh, remote or oh, using it, yeah, by comparing it to basically how it works if you were remoting uh, into a PC, like like using GeForce now uh, across yeah. the network as opposed to having well, let me tell you, also after you're driving link. through. You know, I was going to say, after driving through Vanderwagen, New Mexico, um, I need those games to process locally. <laughs> I, can't, I can't play yeah, those games. I, uh, you'll, you'll be that one frame. <laughs> one, you'll be playing it at one frame per second. It's like, I felt you- terrible. There, there was one time. <laughs> we, it, this, it wasn't on this trip, but it was before. I was just trying to get um, like an Instagram video mm-hmm. uploaded. 
Oh. And my my uh, my mother-in-law's internet connection is satellite. And I mm. think she has something, <laughs> at the time she had something ridiculous, like a 50 gig data cap for the month. And, uh, yeah. and it was just miserably slow and it couldn't upload. And then we found out like I had burned like a gigabyte of data at the beginning of her month. And just like, this is, this is terrible. I felt awful. Uh, so I'm trying not to hit them at all like that, but it definitely throws into stark contrast when I complain about my 20 meg upload speeds that like, I'm still decently privileged in the United States. I, if you think to about what yeah, what, one, a trip like this would probably make you appreciate a little bit more um, what you have, I guess, still, you know, working at home. And um, it, it is very challenging. And I mean, I know we have a lot of options, but with the reality of the matter is regardless of where you are, there are some challenges to get good yeah. internet and consistent internet. Um, my biggest problem I had here in the in the office, I had regular home internet, but it sucked because it fluctuated too much. Like seriously, mm-hmm. like the pink t- uh, pink t- uh, pink times were just going astronomical <clears throat> and for no reason, and then suddenly it goes down to like under thirty for for just again no reason. Um, it wasn't until I went with business with uh, with uh, my current carrier that suddenly things worked. And no, and not only that, I got rid of their router. Something was in their router yep. configuring my connection. So I, when I circumvented that and I just had my own router with their modem, it seems to work Truth. better. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you got to work at it. You got to work at it uh, hard. Um, now, I, I know we're getting close to our almost like through an hour, but I did want to touch base on this mostly because there was obviously the big launch event today. Um, yeah. Did you did you get a chance to see any 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 of the comedy show that went up this morning? No, not at so, all. Let's, let's um, chat it out. This is so, going to be great. Uh, okay. So OnePlus <laughs> announced the Nord 2, which I think a lot of us knew mm-hmm. they were coming. Uh, so they were teasing us all over the place. So the successor to the highly successful Nord that I think I think you and I both got last year, we got a chance to play with. I never got the Nord. I got the N10. Oh, okay. So I, I'll digress. Um, there was the one, the Nord. And I'll, uh, once, I mean, hopefully when I get the Nord 2, if I'm able to get the Nord 2, we'll, we'll do a comparison between the two. Um, so this was basically what we were anticipating from them to release. Um, you know, I, I, I was hoping it was going to be international. It seems to be still focused towards the European market, yeah. the Indian market. Big time. Um, and I, and I feel like, which I think, you know, obviously to, to their point, make sure you, you sell it where you think it's going to sell. Um, it, they, they did a couple of changes. They're not what they're, they didn't stick with the, uh, Qualcomm chipset as they did last year. That was a big, one of the biggest changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went with a, a special chip. It's actually a custom chip designed both between OnePlus and MediaTek, um, the 1200 um, AI they're calling. Basically, it's a Dimensity 1200. Uh, comparable, at least from what we're understanding uh, right now, is that somewhere around the 870 performance. So this is crazy mm-hmm. jump from yeah. 765 5G to 865, 870 performance, you know, overclocked, overclocked 865. Yeah, um, we, we never really got a good handle on the Dimensity 1000 because the, no. the main phone we got to play with was a 1000C. Yeah. And you could tell that LG was sort of throttling it down to match mm-hmm. the 765. Um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm anxiously curious to see, like, MediaTek has been leapfrogging their own performance tiers and I wonder, will we end up with um, a more consistent performer? Because uh, again, the only thing I've, I've used on the A70 is that Black Shark. And so it's, black, yeah, I, I, it's I only had one, which was a, I think it was like the Poco. But but uh, I, I feel like what what Xiaomi and Black Shark did with a chip that's already second tier bend, like it's mm-hmm. the A65 Plus was a better bend A65, and the A70 is a better bend A65 Plus. plus. You don't have much headroom. 
But mm-hmm. once you really start hammering that chip, you only really have you only have down to go. Like you yeah. don't have any more up to go. Um, so I'll be curious to see if like a completely different fab and and reference cores and the way that the, that MediaTek has been doing their excuse me designing their SOCs, mm-hmm. if maybe we'll end up with something that's a slightly more consistent performer. Um, I, and and whatever I'm, benchmarks, I'm, you know, any any phone can kind of nail. A short Geekbench run. It, it doesn't tell you anything no, about how it, the phone's really going to perform. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, benchmarks are absolutely a, a, it's a use case that is in a certain circumstances. At best, it's a an idea, but it's not a proof of how devi- how a device yeah. is going to handle a daily activity because everybody's usage is different. That's the other problem. Uh, the other thing that I think a lot of us. Uh, when people ask for like, you know, uh, can you do a battery test and so on? Like, you know what? Understand that the battery test no. for me is not the same for you. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, that, that's adorable that you even entertain like answering the question because I just go, no, it's, I can't. It's just, I, it's meaningless. They, battery they testing be... makes me wake up in the middle of the night with cold sweat. Like <laughs> the, the, I, I'm, I'm serious. The philosophical problems of, of delivering any meaningful information in a battery test drives me insane it's as close to madness as i can get trying to think about what i would try to do to do in a battery test there's i real realistically there is no true way to demonstrate it Uh, an example would be again uh, you know samsung deciding to push an update that and i'm not the only one uh, basically where it uh, for some reason or another uh, the system just doesn't hang like i I seriously have to charge my phone at about four o'clock and i'm like so it seems it seems all of the other phones that weren't owned by um, Adam uh, uh, Tech Odyssey, because oh, he was the canary in the coal mine. Apparently, his his Ultra was tanking on him after like three or four hours of screen on time, and it seems like Samsung just caught everyone else up. To, it, to they, just, they, they, uh, they they wanted us to be able to have all the same experience at the same time. So, short answer: I'm not happy with it. Uh, but luckily, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not 100 on that phone. Hey, you, you um, know what phone is still giving me generally two days of moderate use? V60, baby. <laughs> you know it. I gotta get you. You know what? I'm gonna make a shirt for you. This guy carries a V6, or this is a V60 guy right there. That's going to be one of those shirts. We're going to get, we need we need to make that happen, guys. I think this is uh, I, the V60. For I the feel win. no, but but I mean, like uh, to, the the OnePlus Nine Pro has been doing okay, but it's a one day phone. It really I, is yeah. a, a one day phone. Even on this trip, I've I've turned down all of the eye candy. 1080p, 60 frames per second. I mean, 60 hertz. Um, I'm still charging it up at night. In the V60, I'm shooting, you know, videos. I'm editing videos. I'm using it as my laptop because I'll plug in that that Nextware and I fold out my little Bluetooth keyboard and mouse because I forgot to pack the cable for my UPerfect dock. <laughs> um, and and it's 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 tackling computer grade use, and it's giving me two days of runtime. Um, I, like I, I feel like 2021 is going to go down in the books as a lateral move for some spiky peak CPU yeah. performance and then kind of a downgrade for everything else. It, for, for sure. Yeah. No. Uh, so for me, uh, so I'll say this. I, I was excited to see that. I, I'm hopefully going to be able to get my hands on one of them. I do. I do. I will say this. Um, I also did get the um, the Reno 6 Pro 5G. That yeah. one's also running the uh, 1100. It's not running the 1200. Uh, so it's. I, I was trying to figure out that I do. Do I have an? Do I have a device that runs the 1200? And I don't think I got anything with 12. But still, 
1100 still very capable. This, uh, this is a good opportunity for media tech yeah. to step up and offer that, that mainstream consumer affair. Cause we're right seeing now them more, like more companies, more, more, the Asian, uh, you know, manufacturers are starting to so dig good. into that. Yeah. And yeah. it's a very, like very fresh look. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I've been following media tech for years. Um, they've been Im- slowly improving and, you know, from the 700 to the 800 series. And then they went up to the 1000 series, the 11 and now the 1200. Um, you definitely see that they're trying to push and they're, tr- they're, they're almost going at a very, at a double pace, right? They're, they're, they're jumping. Uh, their, their boost in the last year or so has been much bigger than what they've done in the past. And I think it's because they're still focusing on the media, the dimensity side. Um, not mm-hmm. to say that the G9, I think was it the, the G90 or the G95? So, they're still so they're, they're, those. This, this is a good opportunity because I kind of feel like MediaTek is getting the benefit from the last two years of Qualcomm strategy. Um, I, so from the, I, I still feel like 855 might end up being the high watermark for Qualcomm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you still had the the radio on the SOC. Before they switched. Because then on yeah, the 865, they had to pull they, they all the modem. And everything and off of it. And then they undid that part, but yeah. So all of my Wi-Fi and LTE performance on 855 phones was either neck and neck or better than 865 powered mm-hmm. phones. Then we got the modem back on, um, but obviously the 88 following ARM's reference designs. I feel like Qualcomm, I, I feel like a number of these manufacturers looked at performance core and said, oh, well, as long as we can do a die shrink, that'll make up the power difference on this new GPU and this new X1 core. And it's too much. I think it was too much to do in one gen. Um, for for what they're claiming, yeah. if you really do use this hardware, I mean, again, I can show you audio uh, mix down and, and batch processing and MP3s and photo rendering and stuff like, Yay 88 really can deliver, but mm-hmm. you only get your money's worth when you're driving it in heavier compute tasks. Um, so all, all throughout all of this, it's given MediaTek a chance just to catch up to 855 tier performance. Mm-hmm. And I still have not seen a good argument to suggest that even moderately heavy use can't be accomplished on 855 tier power. I mean, oh, especially absolutely. when you look at all the phones being sold, the 765s that are really more like 845s. Yeah, so, this is a great opportunity. I'm sorry, that was a really long-winded way to say MediaTek is getting time. They yes. gen- generally in years past have not had time to catch up to Qualcomm in a meaningful way. Yeah. They've gotten two years mm-hmm. of these of these SOC shenanigans to not only catch up, but do some interesting things with price to performance. Yeah, and 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 I don't think for the most part I mean, we have we don't really have a lot of reference yet. The um the eight eighty eight plus is is primarily more than likely going to be exactly the same with an overclock, uh, with some more optimization well, no, at least on AI. Have you, have you seen? No, yeah, like the eight eighty eight plus isn't yeah, even yeah. really going to come with much of a CPU GPU nudge. Uh, it's going to be an AI uh, nudge. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I. I I, I said the word overclock and I should have pref- sort of explicitly kind of tailored it into the AI section. So yeah. it's, it's really more, it's optimizing the performance. There's nowhere level. to go. There isn't. You, you can't I'm optimize. Hoping... You can't better bin your way. <laughs> out, out, out of <laughs> a power hungry SOC. Um, but the, <laughs> so, so the so thing the about it is. The only thing I would say, oh, sorry. Yeah. Let, let me just, the last point and, 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 and I'll shut up here for a second. I think the, no, the no, only no. thing. MediaTek probably still needs to catch up on is image processing. 
So I was. was I feel like they're probably still a good generation behind Qualcomm when you see what like comparable like you looking at the Velvet. Um, I thought the MediaTek powered Velvet did a Mm -hmm. very good job of of um, utilizing that camera hardware. Mm -hmm. The, The Qualcomm Velvet, I feel, was a better overall camera performer. They were close, but. Um, I feel yeah, like that uh, that image no processing is still on this one. yeah. Eleven hundred doesn't support four K sixty yet, so there's a, there's there is some limitation. There's still, I, I, there's still some. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say that um, <clears throat> it is yeah. It, there's, I'll, when when you can see how good four K sixty looks on a Qualcomm Snapdragon seven sixty five, that yeah. is definitely an area where MediaTek has can can I, can spruce up their SOC. Yes. So that, that's partially what I wanted to kind of like when they were going through the announcement this morning, um, on the SO, on the camera, they, they did make sure to announce that it was a, the highest front, uh, the highest front facing camera megapixel, uh, the highest megapixel front facing camera on a Nord. Um, and, but they didn't say anything because, but the Nord last year had 4K on the front facing camera. The only yeah. OnePlus device that didn't come to the US that had 4K on the front. So I'm really hoping that um, they were able to swing that with the 1200 AI that, that, that they're talking about. So again, I mean, I, th- I think it's hilarious and ridiculously silly the that Xiaomi and OnePlus $1,000 phones, like the one that I'm on right here, 1080. still max out 1080p. And I don't understand camera. it. Why I do not understand the the, I don't the, get it. the, the thought be, because it the because at first I was thinking, oh, well, maybe it's just a region thing. People in Asia this just don't necessarily care. Then I started realizing that there there's so many optimizations done to the front facing camera software for them to do beauty mode optimization. I mean, they realize people use their front facing camera, mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, for social media and so on. And the reality is, I feel like that would have been my number one part to focus on. Yeah. But we have a few handful of the uh, companies. An example would be obviously Samsung does it, but uh, LG was doing it as well. Um, and I want to say uh, the Infinix, uh, I forgot, it was, the, Infinix Note, the Infinix Note 10 Pro surprised yeah. me with giving me 4K on the front yes. and on the back, although 4K 30, which is, again, similar to what but we said. Still 4K. Video, but it was still a 4K. <laughs> so I, I have high hopes as to you know what the 1200 AI does. Um, they also announced, I think, the, uh, the OnePlus Plus pro the sequel to last yeah. year's OnePlus buds uh with anc the design looks pretty decent uh so the the nord was like 400 euros um and i think the buds were from 150 no word on when the buds are coming but the nord is on uh, is up for pre-orders now if if, if you guys are interested. yeah I'm, I'm 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 really i mean so i'm very positive on the nord just kind of looking over what they announced but That's i'm i'm curious uh the uh the the OnePlus buds um another opportunity I, I, I really feel like a lot of people slept on the neckband yes. OnePlus buds that were phenomenal. They were really good uh, Bluetooth earbuds, and I'm My hoping that this is squares by them. She uses them every day for her. They're life. great, the best, the best. and 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 they're really fun, techy. You know, like the magnetic mm-hmm. clasp and it answers answers the uh, answers the call. I'm obviously I'm back on my TCLs um, mm-hmm. just to do this and yes, six hundred. You know, solid solid hundred dollar options in that. Hundred dollar ballpark with ANC and good uh, Google Assistant support, and yep. I feel like we're we're making some some headway here for competition on True Wireless. So um, OnePlus, I don't think ever got enough credit for what they were able to accomplish with wireless audio, and I hope this is another step where they get fair comparisons and not just well. I mean, they're trying to be like AirPods, and you're like, 
they've well, been in he, this game for a while. Don't exactly. act like this is them trying to copy. Like they, they actually helped pave the way for some of the Android based um, solutions. Like they were the first ones that I knew of that had that really, that really slick, like you, you unclasp them and your phone would show an instant pairing. Yeah. You know, like the, we all took for granted on AirPods. OP was ahead of the curve on stuff like that. So I, yep. I really hope that, um, I really hope OnePlus has accomplished something interesting with these, but that they also get a fair shot when people take them for test drives. Yep. Um, the last thing I want to mention, I know we're, we're kind of reaching that limit, is um, this the the Nord Two was also one of the, the first collaboration between OnePlus and Oppo on the software design for this uh, for this mm-hmm. device. So the the Android, the sorry, the OnePlus uh, Oxygen OS build is the first released out of that collaboration of joint collaboration between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I've seen, at least on Adam's video over on XDA, is it seems to be some um, presence of Color OS starting to pop up inside of Oxygen OS. <laughs> Took them um, long enough. I was like, yeah, we, we knew it was coming. The moment they said it's the same team working on both, come mm-hmm. on, what, te- what team wants to have two separate projects running independent from each other, entirely separate libraries and building everything? In re- Obviously, they're going to share libraries. There's no question there. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, so the short answer is kudos to OnePlus for the new announcement. Um, uh, I, I still need to put out a video on the N200 uh, 5G that I got as well and that I'm, I'm working on. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I'll be pushing out the Reno 6, uh, the Reno 6 Pro, ah, the Reno 6 Pro 5G. We got to come up with acronyms. I don't, I don't know how to do it. This, this, these names, are, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Oppo's Reno 6, I think it's been very surprising. Reno line has been really good and, uh, they've been using MediaTek for a couple of generations now. So it's yeah. definitely working for them. Um, but you know, with that being said, uh, I am not going to take too much more of your time, sir. I do realize it is late, uh, and uh, you know we'll that, next week. Hopefully, if you're you're back in the studio next week, probably. Back. Yeah, 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 we're so. we're 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 now reversing our trip through ah. the southwest, so we should we should be back in the gadget lab in in a couple of days. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then I'm back in, and and I'll be catching up. I, I really did have bigger plans. Um, I, I don't know if if Jeff if uh, El Jefe is still listening, but. I've got a round robin of DAX and players that I need to get through. The THX I got a, I Onyx, got the I got Apogee Groove. I what, did, what did you grab? <laughs> I did. I got a. I got a helm. Uh, I got a helm. Um, oh, that's right. You were telling me you got that helm. That helm DAC is great. Yeah. Okay, if I can. Oh, here it is. Hold on. Uh, so so I'm, I'm going to round robin. I'm going to round robin with um, the Theo, the Q3. Oh, oh. that's beautiful. That Excellent. Sucker, I'm using it right now. <laughs> I'm using it right now on my PC. So I connected it over USB. So yes, uh, short answer. So yeah, there's a few. So I believe I believe that's using the same internal hardware as that weird iPhone uh, DAC amp. Oh, that I was okay. that I was using. Um, that that Helm surprised me a lot this, with that for been... the iPhone. I um it so for this one to work on the iPhone you just need to have a USB USB A to uh, to Lightning adapter and it mm-hmm. works supposedly perfectly. Uh, I've been just using it with obviously Android and and I was very happy that yeah. it worked also on Samsung with their own proprietary shenanigans that they do. Um, the only Isn't thing that, that I'm sad we actually it, have to preface that now. Like I had it, no it's, it may it's or may not work on Samsung. The Q3 didn't didn't work. Like it doesn't. It just will not work. Like Samsung just does not want to recognize. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, baby. You know, that's go, go. that's a good point. I I really should. Um, with the Apogee and the Onyx, the the THX that I've got, I really you do need to try and plug those up yeah, to yeah. A Samsung. Uh, to your S10, yeah, the S10e. So I think 
it's one of the, sorry, it's one of those things you have to kind of keep in mind when you're thinking audio accessories, but um, thank you. Thank you also for the, li- for the length of the library, for the, for the flag files, uh, the high. Oh high yeah, for files. sure. So uh, this is such a, an auto, it's just such a good thing. It just improves everything you're listening to. Yeah, uh, so uh, very, very exciting. And definitely. So hopefully next week we'll, we'll be able to do a full regular show. Uh, but it is a little bit late for uh, for for the family and so on, and, and we don't want to stress Juan's voice too much because otherwise we won't have any more live streams with him and no more shows. But that'll, blow that'll it out be, again. He's like, "Yeah, sorry, I can't talk anymore." It, it's going to be like some, ne- next next Monday show is, is just going to be interpretive dance. Yeah. Peace. Sign me up. Set the reminder, guys. Every oh Je- yeah, so El Jefe is in there as well. Still there. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's still in the chat as well, but. Um, with that being said, thanks to everybody, obviously, for hanging out with us. Michael Peppertech, uh, um, El Jefe, Jeff, uh, David Burns, Rinesh, of course, as well. Uh, Aditya, as always. Uh, Michael uh, Corrigan, Corrigan, Corcoran, Corcoran, Corcoran. I don't know why I want to call it the other way around. Um, David Burns, as well, and um, everybody else with us. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we're glad that the show is back. Thank you for hanging out with us, Juan, on, on the road with the fam. Uh, I'm, so I'm, do, I know so, this was was stuttery and kind of a little glitchy on my side, but I'm glad it hung in there. You know what? I've been uh, dying to chat with you about some of this stuff. The audio podcast will not even know it. Let's just say that <laughs> on the audio side. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for sure. And then um, we'll be back next week for another best of our week. And hopefully make sure to catch uh, Juan on Monday with the SGGQA show. And um, hopefully myself as well on Saturday with the, the, the Saturday morning with tech show. Uh, but take care. Be safe. Have a good night. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week on the best of our week. Take care, everybody. Take care, all. Bam.